0: Man, I love it. I hope, I hope all these places go out of business that just can't find anybody to work right. here. Oh, really, Arby's? Oh, there's a Chris Rock bit where he's just like, when somebody pays you minimum wage, they're saying, if I could pay you less, I would. Yep. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, I remember, like, I just remember being in, um, being in like high school and shit and working those fucking minimum wage jobs and just, I mean, just so many times I was like, well, what's the point? Like, it's like it's so little money for so much of my time. What's the point? I should just be poor. I should just be just a little bit less poor and enjoy my life to the best of my abilities. You know, And my folks were always trying to get me fucking get a job. And I always had a job. I had a job ever since Ice Paradise. But like fucking. What was Ice Paradise again, Mike? It was a it was a multi level snow cone uh, <laughs> extravaganza stand. We were mm-hmm. partnered with a with a group called uh, Snow Business, and uh, the the thing was there's no business like snow business, and there's no we business it was a, like there was a giant it, it was sort of like a I mean basically I would say it was the the Galleria. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. it was a multi-level it was snow cone stand but it was a snow cone emporium a right. snow castle <laughs> if you will and it had uh, rides and games and everything but the focus was the most award winning uh, snow cones on the face of the earth and uh, I was a snow master there Brian actually worked uh, for a while as a snow master too I, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to bring mm-hmm. him in on the second year uh, <laughs> and uh, you know it was like a big fortune 500 type company was run by a just a genius multi level <laughs> businessman, a real Elon Musk type, a real Elon yeah. Musk type. Yeah, like uh. if if there was ever a person that thought outside of a box, it was <laughs> that's right. or thought outside of a stand. What size would you like? Well, yeah, it would and like he he he. I mean, we all know that. I mean, that's it's just that's as mm-hmm. famous as. Uh, you know Budweiser or where's the beef or uh to time to clean, time up, to clean. You know? i mean he he coined the term yeah timely it, it's yeah, it's now it's just like a colloquial a lot of people it's just it's it's uh what they call it uh a standard like when a when a song's so old, you don't know who who wrote it it's a standard right, right. saying waiting for someone to come to the door and saying What sound would you like <laughs> like that's 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 what he brought to the game, and you you're right, Mike.
1: When people hear what size would you like just in their every day i don't know that they always know who to
0: attribute that to uh you know he changed the game with it's coning. <laughs> you know i like to think that we had a little part of it we mm-hmm. co-created co the morbid elixir uh, it's a uh yes. it's the, the worst tasting snow cone <laughs> on the face of the planet but that's to say something like what? we can you What's know in um i can't reveal it's it's not something i can <laughs> reveal but i will say that uh there's been several there's been several i think russia found out about it there's been several journalists who went out for a nice frosty treat and just died after they (laughs) ate it
1: if you ever see a snow cone master making your your snow cone and one of the bottles they pull off the shelf is sugar-free root beer you need to be careful i think i think we can say that that's that. that's a moment to exercise caution. What if
2: you ordered a sugar-free root beer?
1: <laughs> then you're not a person who
0: exists on yeah. planet Earth. Yeah, you're not a normal person.
2: <laughs> you know, and I, I love,
0: I love where my career is. I love, I love what I'm doing uh, in in all my creative projects. But I do, I do miss having people have to refer to me as Snowmaster Mike, mm-hmm. Chef Ramsey, or whatever. Snowmaster Mike was. Uh, <laughs> that was that was my name for 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 many years there How old were you when you were doing this thirty thirty five uh no I was about sixteen <laughs> fifteen sixteen mm-hmm. maybe maybe in maybe into seventeen but i mean <laughs> I mean that's the snow game though i mean you start you start young and uh it's a lot like the Olympics you know like you right you know, the, the, it's a young man's game. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could still do it, but there's no, it's a tough, it's a tough gig, you know? And and honestly, it was lonely at the top.
1: Well, I know you don't want to talk about this, Mike, but I know at least in your second year when I came on board, you had some, some elbow issues with the snow wizard. And I think, yeah, I think some of the, some of the drugs you took to stay in the game, you know, I think they, they cut short your, your snow conery.
0: I'm not going to argue with that. I would say at first that, uh, you know, it worked for a while mm-hmm. and then when it, when it stopped working, it stopped working bad. Yep. And okay. I was, uh, strung out <laughs> and I was, I had to go to rehab and, um, you know, fortunately I'd made so much money in the snow game <laughs> that, right. You know, it was a, it was a very nice facility in Maui and i was able to dry out for a couple months and kind of get my shit together and and the hardest thing wasn't even the withdrawals it wasn't even the the, the vomiting it was coming back to life back to the world le- leading rehab and knowing that my entire identity the the, the name snowmaster mike would could not be uttered again you know and uh I'm be honest like I still I still get hungry for uh cocaterol which was my my drug of choice It was a mix of cocaine and Adderall. and <laughs> I I like just talking about it makes me you know that that little that little demon starts to itch in in the back of Sounds my like a
1: a Lewis Carroll creature cocaterol
0: <laughs> because that's where you had to that's for for cocaterol you have to just you 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 they call it butt snorting and <laughs> you would grind it up and and just kind of inhale through your through your rectum. Damn, you killed him. <laughs> it was a tough, you know, it was tough. But it, it, you know, when it works, it worked. And I was I was up there just these mammoth monster ships shifts, uh, you know these these extended shifts. I was up there four or five hours at a time, and that's not even counting like driving there and driving home. Right, that was at least a ten so, minute drive both ways. Right, yeah. I Mm -hmm. I do
2: remember driving up there and you'd be on the floor sitting in a Lotus position going like, and I'd be like, Hey man, he'd be like, I've been meditating for three hours.
0: Well, I mean, if there was nobody there, I was trying to think (laughs) up a new, I was trying to think up new snow cone combinations. (laughs) I was wrung out from the first year pretty hard and I was out of ideas for, for snow cone combos. And that's when I got into you know, Eastern philosophy, Eastern meditation, and in the down season between year one and two, I took a trip to um, Tibet, to <laughs> Nepal.
2: That's a brave word to use for somebody who loves China so much. I don't
0: love China; it's just a place <laughs> that loves movies, and I don't, you know. So I was over and 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 that's you know, and over there is why I got my idea for my snow cone called the buttery Nepal, <laughs> and I. I just, uh, you know, and I came back, so I was kind of a different guy, you know, and, you know, uh, I did a lot of psychedelics over there. They weren't all hits, and some people didn't quite get them, but I, I you know, that's when some of my best work kind of came about.
2: Your snow cone work.
0: You know, famous, famously, there's a, the tiger's blood, which is oh, uh, yeah. cherry and coconut, <laughs> and I came up uh, with uh, was a cherry and coconut, and then with just a dash... Of sugar-free pickle and it was called the tiger's blood with aids and it was
2: oh. not as
0: not as successful as i wanted it to be
2: oh.
0: No, it's weird a lot of, a lot of parents reacted viscerally to- we, let, we can do this one This is an alternate version
1: uh it, it
0: was it was called the tiger's blood with hepatitis and it was not as well received as, uh, you know, some of the earlier work, but a lot of people, certain people, uh, daring individuals, your 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 adventure foodie types, your Anthony Bourdain's, he was still alive then. You know, your, your kind of bear gorillas guys who, like, who will just pick up a bunch of <laughs> elephant shit and gorillas. squeeze it and Bear gorillas. <laughs> bear gorillas. And he would squeeze, you know, he'll, like, fucking eat the fucking, he'll eat the rectum out of a... Out of a hyena, or take elephant shit and squeeze it, and just drink the the water that comes down. He was all about it. Mm. He loved the tiger's blood with hepatitis. It was one of, <laughs> one of his favorite favorite things. It's but, so it's not for everybody, but the right people loved it. And did it influence right. the game? That's for you guys to say. That's for everyone else to say. That's so, what the world to say.
1: So people who had already developed a taste
0: for animal feces were your target audience. First. No, no, I mean, that was one of the many things that I came yeah. up with. Oh, yeah, um, sure. This was in the early 90s. So, I mean, there was a, you know, there's, we, I tried out a concoction with, uh, it was kind of vanilla with some condensed milk on it. And then uh, a little the cherry secret. on top. You can't
1: give out the secret, Mike.
0: Well, I mean, you know, what? I, I now I'm kind of like open it up because I think people need to innovate. But, yeah, condensed milk on vanilla with cherry on top. I call it was the 90s. I called it uh, Pamela Anderson's titty milk. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the zeitgeist yeah, at the time. Was. She was in a zeitgeist.
1: She was. she was on that show Baywatch.
0: Yeah, they tried to. Yeah, she was on Baywatch. And mm-hmm. people tried to. Uh, and honestly, let's be honest. She was not not the name that she became. Did this snow cone snow cone help propel her to stardom? Did it get her name into people's mouths? Not not only that, but also that Pamela Anderson's titty milk went in people's mouth. And Mm. I, you know, is it for me to say? I mean, I don't know. You know, you know, I I, I know I do know she she thanked me in her memoirs, though.
2: (laughs) In, In multiple memoirs.
0: Yeah, well, in her, well, yeah. She has multiple, but in the one she thanked me, and it was the 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 memoir entitled "My Titty Milk," <laughs> uh, the the famous one, the well-known memoir.
1: Yeah, she had multiple memoirs? Uh, you
2: know, you near you, a celebrity, you just go, "Hey, write a book for me." And yeah. There's a lot it. of
1: stories. I mean, she had a lot of stories. I remember you ripping the door off of Ice Paradise <laughs> because you hung on. I was furious. I, that. I <laughs> was I was upset.
0: I was upset that I was upset that I was. They were asking me to censor the names of some of my snow cones, you know. And I was like, "I don't, I don't do that. I'm an artist. I'm a snow artist." I remember you doing perhaps the meanest thing I've ever seen another human being do to a child. I, I'm sure that's not true. Well, no. you, you say, you say what happened. You say what happened. So
1: I mean, meanest in a in a casual meanness kind of way. Yeah, like I'm, There's. There's been meaner things done to a child, but yeah, I'm
0: I would think so.
2: Let's let it the was, audience decide for themselves. the, right. what Let's let let the audience You tell,
1: yeah. what you say no, yeah. So we're working at the second location that the brilliant Elon Musk type uh, visionary Mike opened up on Bell. Uh, and it yeah, wasn't, the it was really different. Mike, Mike, Mike Rias. what size would you like? It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was a, wasn't it across from a public pool that had their own snow cone stand.
0: I think that's Yes. So it was across yeah. a
1: very busy road from a public school, a public pool that
0: had its own store. So no one came. In a, uh, yeah, in a parking lot with nothing in it. It wasn't even a parking lot. It was just no. kind of a... There was like an abandoned gas station there. It, I think. Yeah, it was like an extended median almost <laughs> of a <the> road. <laughs> I don't know. And, and it got was permission diff- to difficult it. to
1: get to. It was very difficult. Well, a minivan pulled up one day. It was probably the third day we were out there together. And it was, there was no reason for one person to be there, let alone two. Uh, and this was before you ripped the door off the back <laughs> of the building. A minivan pulled up. I, I think it was like I I don't like
0: being censored.
1: No, no, I get it. It was a, uh, it's like a, I don't know, one of those Toyota minivans that has the, the engine under the driver's seat, a Previa, I think they're called. The door slides open in this cute curly haired almost Shirley Temple looking child bops out and and you could see when the door opened that the van was just chock full of kids. I mean it was just a ton of kids. And freshly stocked, brand new snow cone stand, you know, every kind of flavor in the world. We've as a snow cone master Mike demanded all the flavors. And the girl bounced up to the window. She kind of sat there for a second. Mike kind of, you know, laboriously, you know, slid that window open. Can I help you? The little girl looked at him with eager eyes and said, do you have cherry? And Mike looked at her dead in the eyes. You got to also remember, there's
0: a giant list of all the snow cones. Yeah, I don't know that she was old enough to read. Right next to her. She was a kid. She was old enough to read. All right. She she was old enough to read. So I... In your mind, this counts against also, you quite a bit. what a an what asinine question! Do you have cherry at a snow cone stand?
2: Well, I don't care
0: how young you are. You know that, and it's it's insulting. I didn't I didn't spend I didn't spend two years in snow school in in cone college to, uh, to to. I thought she was I I like no joke. I thought she was mocking me.
1: Oh, you think she did? This was her parents drove her there to go go make fun of that go make fun of that guy who's already making terrible life choices
0: probably she's probably a future (laughs) future calhoun high kid calhoun junior high kid
2: i bet her i bet she's got a more successful podcast than we do
0: yeah probably (laughs) uh about childhood trauma it's just
1: all about (laughs) recovered memories anyway so 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 the window slides yeah looks looks at mike again with those eager eyes and says do you have cherry Mike doesn't pause, looks right at her and says, nope, we're all out. And he just stares at her with those dead, cruel eyes. (laughs) And this poor little girl lowers her head. And I think maybe it was the one treat she was going to get all summer. And she was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And you, I mean, you could just see like the light dim, you know, I know I don't know if you've ever seen that. It was like, it's like the, the the horrors and perils of adulthood descended on this poor child all at once. And she didn't bounce back to the Previa. She kind of shuffled and she got in and she said some words. And I swear every single one of those kids, you could see the light go out from behind their eyes. It <laughs> spread, it was like a disease. It was like a virus, it just spread to all of them. She got in the van and they drove off. And I don't think uh... we sold a single snow cone that day. <laughs>
0: I remember uh, the mom coming out. Oh, did she? And being upset with me. I, yeah, I feel like it. And I also remember... Is this a Mandela effect thing? Where we remember different things? I No, I also remember telling a kid that, no, we don't have cherry, we only have asparagus flavor. Do you oh, asparagus that. flavor? <laughs> I <have> said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely said that. I held up a bottle of, like, green apple and, like, turned the... I made sure that you couldn't see the label. Like, look, it's asparagus flavor. Right. It's really good. Well, I mean, you know, I, what better way to learn about the truths of the world than at right. a snow
1: cone stand?
0: You know, that's this. Well, is I like where... in your version
1: of the story. This little girl had it coming for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she did. You don't ask. You don't ask. You don't ask a skilled. It's like going, you know, you go and you, who's your chef? You're going to go Wolf Wolfgang Puck. Wolfgang mm. Wolfgang Puck is going to cook for you, and you go. I want, I want chicken nuggets. And he's like, "Well, I can." You know, he comes up with this. He starts thinking about it, and he comes back, and he's got this crazy, like deconstructed chicken nugget. It's it's got French fusion with uh, with Japanese. And the the person picks up picks up the chicken nugget and goes. <clears throat> No, I want the McDonald's kind, and just throws it on the floor. That's what that, that's what that girl did to me by walking up and going, "You got carry." <laughs> oh, uh, see, I, I always imagine that they went
1: to to Seven Eleven and got Slurpees, which are way better. But you've always you've always harbored, you always resented that kid. Not the way
0: I make snow cones. I
1: don't know, man. Towards the end, there they were. You were. There was a lot of. I felt it was more crushed ice than shaved
0: ice Well admittedly, that's when the drugs were starting to take over, and there's a right. lot of paranoia. there's a lot of paranoia going on I mean admittedly, that's one of the reasons I freaked out and ripped the door down when someone <laughs> questioned my <laughs> Didn't you call me at home when the door got ripped off? I believe so I needed help getting it back on I, after I, after like I started to like come down, I realized, oh, mm. we got a problem, yeah. I think you showed up with one screwdriver. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it was, you with know the what? Door was, it was off its hinges. It was But I, I think, didn't we get it put back up? I think we did. Or did I just and lie and say like, oh man, I opened it up too hard.
1: I don't know that we properly reinstalled the door. I know that didn't happen. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say that Rask drove up while we were out back. And then that's where the, the very true statement... <laughs> I don't know my own strength. I must have just ripped the edges.
0: Welcome to INS, the international news service. Your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst, Kevin Harrison. Actor, comedian... And musician Mike Weeby and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need.
2: Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with
0: I'm Brian Camp, and I am Snowmaster Mike. And and, uh, and uh, Mark Ryan is I don't we don't know he's M I A huh and not the rapper M I A but because <laughs> she's probably working on beats somewhere but maybe Marcus too maybe Marcus maybe. is M I A maybe Mark does all the bait the beats mm-hmm. for M I A like the song he
2: tell us if he was
0: the song There's Paper a... Planes and then all the other songs none of which I've ever heard. <laughs> There's a bunch of sad vets out looking for Mark right now. Mm -hmm.
2: So our first story comes to us from NME, New Musical Express. Oh,
0: geez. It's a train. Is that British? Yeah, it's a a British thing. It's
2: like a British music. It used to be a magazine or like a newspaper, and now it's all online.
0: Enemy?
1: They're called Enemy? Enemy, NME. New Musical Express.
0: Enemy. They.
1: Am I supposed to
2: believe they're working against something? They try to fight they try to fight the forces of good well they they did have a long-standing dispute with morrissey so i think they are on this side of good
0: well then they are the side of good if they're the yeah if they're the enemy against morrissey then they are a friend to me oh mike <laughs> pretty good <laughs> that's pretty good pretty good
2: <laughs> so back in on episode 19 We talked about a $200 million online media company named Gaia. How
1: many episodes ago was that?
2: Well, this is episode uh, 45, so that would be 26 episodes ago.
1: 26.
2: That's six months ago, exactly. So, yeah, back on episode 19, we talked about an online media company named Gaia, whose videos blend yoga instruction with QAnon conspiracies about the deep state and benevolent aliens called blue avians that came to Earth to help with planetary ascension. Did we discuss planetary ascension? Uh, Well, you know, abstractly.
0: Did the blue avians look like blue birds or something? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I remember now. I remember looking at them (laughs) like sexy blue birds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Total ripoff of Avatar. Avatars with feathers.
2: So recently, Gaia revealed its newest brand ambassador, who is not MIA, but Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato is a non-binary singer, songwriter, and actor with multiple gold and platinum albums and singles. Gaia wrote in its announcement, quote, After several profound experiences practicing Dr. Greer's meditation protocols intended to make contact with extraterrestrials, Lovato became enamored with the study of consciousness.
1: Doctor? Hmm.
2: I don't know who Dr. Greer is, but apparently meditation that makes you in contact with extraterrestrials. Hmm. It further added, quote, Gaia believes the fan base Lovato continues to cultivate has a desire to dig deeper into the more important questions regarding the, rea- the nature of reality.
1: You know, Mike brought up the fact that if you're being paid minimum wage, it means that the person who's paying you would pay you less if they could. Uh-huh. I think if you're the fan of a musician who becomes a spokesperson of something like this, they're telling you that you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a powerful argument.
2: Yeah. Well, you may say that, Brian, but fans, however, seem to have reacted differently uh, than uh, Gaia expected. With many pointing out that Gaia uses stories of ancient aliens and lizard people as an avenue to cultivate right-wing extremism. Hmm. This also isn't Lovato's first foray into UFOs either. Lovato recently said they date an extraterrestrial and that referring to extraterrestrials as aliens is derogatory.
0: Wow, somebody is desperate for some attention uh, (laughs) because their star has long since faded.
2: Well, you say that, but in September, Lovato released a four-part documentary series on Peacock, quote, to uncover the truth about the UFO phenomenon. The series has a rating of 2.8 <laughs> out of 10 on IMDb and no reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic.
0: I, I don't, then I don't believe it was on Peacock. I like legitimately don't believe it was on Peacock because it maybe got submitted to Peacock. What's the, what's the series called?
2: Unidentified?
1: That's mm, a that's a clever name.
2: Yeah, Because UFO sure. unidentified.
0: I was in a, I was on a series called U, UFO: The Lost Files. Were you in a, a dramatic reenactment? I, I, I feel like I would have heard about Demi Demi Lovato and her arch nemesis Nelly Furtado. <laughs> I, I feel bad because I I think that might be true, but it's probably not. Yeah, no. Demi Lovato. Nelly Furtado are their enemies. And then one of them calls the other one. I can't say it. I can't say oh, it. That bad? Yeah. The first <laughs> word is smelly. And then the last is. <laughs> and that's them. That's not me. And I know, I, you're just I, quoting I other people. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't
1: say it. You would never say it. You didn't say it. I We're didn't. We're very proud of I you. Didn't. You showed remarkable
0: restraint. Thank you for I, that. I don't get enough credit for that. Oh. Let's see here. No, it is on Peacock. Wow. So I know this isn't good podcasting, but I just want to send a picture of, of there's a, the cast list. It shows,
2: okay, what? can y'all see that? Demi Lovato, Matthew Scott Montgomery. Look at
0: Matthew Scott Montgomery. <laughs> Look at his hair. Look at that hair.
2: That can't be real. Demi
0: Lovato's best friend is an actor and writer and an alien skeptic. At least initially
2: and then uh and then it looks like
0: his hair is how can, how can I describe it it is um
2: it's a seventies hercules or it was a six sixties hercules movie haircut
0: yeah, yeah, but it somehow looks more fake than that he's got a very dumb looking face. And then to, to the right, there is Dallas Lee Lovato. Demi's sister joins them on a quest for alien life and is open to what she might discover. Now, Demi Lovato is an award-winning performer, is widely admired for their art, openness, and activism. I didn't know that Demi Lovato was non-binary. I
2: think that was that was the last couple of years that came out. Right. But okay. yeah, she had a... In 2017, she's got a... I'm sorry. They. I just fucked that up, and I'm a horrible person.
0: No, I did. I, J, J, Demi's really cool about that kind of stuff. She knows. Uh, he, they, they know it's gonna take a minute. You know, and that's that's for real. I'm. You know, no joking aside. Yeah. Like I am down to do whatever pronoun. But sometimes it takes a minute to like click, like grammar and whatever. Yeah.
2: I should. I, I I wrote everything out though, so that I would uh specific specifically use they and i feel bad that i fucked that I up. i need people yeah.
1: to be okay with me accidentally fucking it up over and over again <laughs> just because i really have, i have a hard time remembering things
0: i'm not good i'm not good at doing anything the first time <laughs> oh. i mean it took me it took me years to master the snow cone the art of snow conery but, yeah. um yeah. and yes i rose to the top fairly quickly but um I just, uh, you know, it takes a while sometimes.
2: So our next story comes to us from the Washington Post. Each year, France holds an annual event called Telethon, which lasts 30 hours on television and raises money for muscular dystrophy. The event takes place on the first weekend of December. So the next one is this coming weekend.
0: It sounds like uh, with this uh, Telethon, the French are famously <laughs> picking up what they know from Jerry Lewis. True. exactly. True. Mm-hmm. So really, anything good that comes with this is a direct result of the USA. And I can start chanting USA, USA, USA if you like, but I'm just going to go ahead and cut to the chase. We're, we're
2: the, we're the we international win. news service. We, we like we all win. the countries, unless you're Mike, and then you don't like Taiwan.
1: No, we love France. I have a, I have a Jerry Lewis question for you guys on Labor Day when you were a kid Uh and you woke up and you turned the TV on thinking you were gonna watch morning cartoons. Oh
2: man, that was the worst.
1: And it was, yeah, and you saw it was a telethon. Was that exciting or disappointing? Disappointing. Did it ever change from one to the other in your life?
2: Here's the thing. I remember when Ronald Reagan was shot and I was so mad that cartoons were off that Saturday and all they did was report on the, the same news of Reagan getting shot with no updates. And I just, I watched, I I watched like eight hours of news coverage that day, hoping they'd be like, well, we don't have anything more to report. Let's cut the cartoons for the kids.
0: My mom cried. At the telethon? When Reagan got shot. Oh, when Reagan got shot. No, but, and she didn't cry at this, but I remember, here's another angry child incident. And this is, I will not, not, not go see that princess diana movie with Kristen stewart kirsten whatever her name is i will not 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 never go see the movie spencer it's about princess diana and the reason why i will not Mm -hmm. see it is because i still hold a grudge that they preempted i think they preempted cartoons or maybe they just showed this on one channel and it was princess Di's stupid opulent wedding and my mom (laughs) said i had to watch it because it was historical, you had, you couldn't even. It was bad enough. It I was... couldn't leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> Not even if you had to pee. That sucks. I had to. Yeah. I well, in protest, I just pissed on the floor.
2: <laughs> so anyway, in France, every year they have an event called Telethon. It lasts thirty hours, and it raises money for muscular dystrophy. And it preempts cartoons. I don't think there are Saturday morning cartoons anymore, are there?
0: Yeah, there's cool, uh, well, there's always cartoons. If it's Saturday morning, there's no, Saturday it's just, morning cartoons. It's always cartoons. Nice. These kids don't know about the joy of a new season of <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, man. What? There's a Cubert cartoon? Holy shit. <laughs> oh, and it sucks? Well, whatever, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. Did it really suck?
2: Kind of sucked. Yeah, well, it was. Well, I still watch the shit out of it though.
1: Part of me w- wonders if as an adult I would appreciate Cubert now in a way that I couldn't when I was a kid. Take a cue,
0: me and you, oh, no. and Q bird. That's the only lyric I remember. But it that's a real lyric. A theme, yeah, is the only one I remember. Is the whole
1: cartoon him just bounce up and down a pyramid?
0: I think he's like a dad, and he's got a family.
2: <laughs> no, he was—he had a family, but he was at like a college kid. And then the other—the other things that were like trying to jump on him when he was jumping on the none Snaky. of this matters. Yeah, they were also. It, it like, matters kids. a lot. It matters a
0: lot to people that worked hard on this show. You know, <laughs> you think people worked hard on it? I think they worked very hard on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, they had to deal with ungrateful kids who didn't appreciate what they were doing. Like, not unlike little girls that roll up and go, Good, Terry.
2: So the event takes place on the first weekend of December. So the next one is this coming weekend. In order to promote this year's telethon, a 28-year-old Frenchman broke the world record for standing on a hot air balloon at the highest altitude ever. The balloon was piloted by the man's father, who was intended to reach 3,637 meters, or about 12,000 feet, no. As the telephone number for the telephone? A little over telethon. two miles, Kevin. Well, hold on. we'll get to that. Uh, as the telephone Wait, number. Wait, going to
0: stand on top of the balloon, not just. Won't his
2: feet get hot? <laughs>
0: all that hot air. going Whoa, to heat nice. All that hot air. Uh, it's a flame.
1: <laughs> Man, the French love balloons, don't they?
0: Yeah, they do. They love blowing them up. They love turning them into <laughs> animals. If you go to the right spot, they'll make it something a little randy, you know. What? Balls and a penis. <laughs> what I'm talking about? Was he gonna have? A, was he gonna have like a, a parachute on, just in case?
2: No, he, I think he just stays up there.
0: What? But he so.
1: But he can have a parachute on, right?
2: No, he didn't have a parachute. He had like a special he have suit a parachute on. on. Yeah.
1: What if he falls?
2: Uh, oh, I, then he doesn't. He doesn't make the record, but he he still publicizes the event, which was his purpose. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, so he tried to reach, he wanted to reach 3,700, I'm sorry, 3,637 meters because the telephone number for Telethon is 3637.
1: It's only four numbers? Okay.
2: Yeah, I guess, well, you know, there's this, like, you can text sometimes and it's like five numbers, but it knows where to go They don't have
0: a lot of phones over there, so it's not. Mm -hmm. And also, when you're over there, all their other police cars go wee ah we're it's Klondike 3637.
2: However, the balloon ultimately reached a peak altitude of four thousand sixteen meters, which is about two and a half miles. Oh wow. Uh, this also breaks the previous record for balancing on a hot air balloon, which was also set by this guy. When he landed The man told reporters he had, quote, a feeling of zenitude and, quote.
1: Is that a French word?
2: No. (laughs) And, quote, we had to beat the iron when it was still hot. Neither of which makes any sense on any planet uh, in the known solar system.
1: Beat the iron.
2: We had to beat the iron when it was still hot. Also, I don't know what zenitude is.
1: It's I'm sure Gaia will sell it to you on video. For...
0: Well, I actually do know a little bit about Zenitude because I was in Nepal uh, between <laughs> Zenitude is like uh, I get into the lotus position. get very calm. I get one with the earth, but also I'll fuck you up. I got to, you know, <laughs> no. I'm Zen, but I got a fucking I got a to, I got an oh. edge. It's two things. It's Zen. So it's Zen and Tude. Zen, zen, and, tude. And, tude. zen and Tude. Yeah. Zen, zen and Tude. And tude. Right. So like, it looks like I'm just sitting there kind of being cool. But if you were to walk up to me and it would look like I, it would look like I've got my eyes closed. Like I'm in another world. But if you walk up to me, I I will tag you in the balls so hard. If you step to me, you know what, Mike? Hmm? I think we've got another shirt idea.
1: <laughs> it's an dude.
0: Dude. Yeah. It's a guy in a Lotus position <laughs> and he's, he's eyes closed and he's just punching two people in the balls. That's right and they're vomiting on him. <laughs> Wait, I still I have one question. So, how does he get up there? Does do they
2: blow up the balloon I wasn't, and he climbs up? I think so. It wasn't completely clear, but otherwise how would he get down? He would have to climb down before they deflated the balloon. I don't know how they I don't know how they deflate balloons. But I don't either. He also revealed that he's got a new stunt plan for next year's telethon, but we'll have to wait until then to find out what it is.
0: I can't wait. I can't. I'm excited.
2: What's this guy's name? His name is a... Uh, oh, no. I can't I want to write this.
0: him a snail mail fan letter.
2: His name is Remy Urval.
0: How do you spell that last name?
2: O-U-V-R-A-R-D.
1: Yeah. Oh, Remy Urval. Yeah. <laughs> He's a famous balloonist. I know you're talking about Remy Urval. <laughs> That's cool. You know, he... I'm, here in the States, people in New Mexico love balloons.
0: It's true. Oh, yeah, they love them. Mm-hmm. You know what they love over there? They love balloons, and they love green chili. Yes, they do. That's... Well, he's wearing a space suit in this, in this picture. Well, he I mean, looks like he's strapped up to a bunch of shit, too.
2: He's two and a half miles up. He probably needed oxygen, I, I suspect.
0: Pussy. How thick is the atmosphere? I, I wouldn't need of it. Earth. It's about, about four meters.
1: <laughs> all right. So he was in space then That's crazy yeah. yeah. Clearly they are Expressing their joy and love of Jerry Lewis do they ever acknowledge That in the news story Kevin
2: The French don't have to uh, Acknowledge their love of, of Jerry it Lewis just, It's widely known
1: And he's not involved
0: with it at all But Jerry Lewis is dead Brian No he's not Dean Martin's dead Yeah he, I will say Brian's right Dean Martin is dead Yeah <laughs> Jerry Lewis just moved to
1: France Oh, okay. I think there were a lot of stories about how that was that was career
0: death for him. Yeah. Moving to France. Yeah, he's really into clowns, and he made a movie about it <laughs> in France, and they wouldn't mm-hmm. let him back.
2: So our next story comes to us from the New York Post. Oh, Nipo. Australia has been one of the most aggressive countries in combating COVID. And a recent... Is
1: Nipo also the official newspaper of Australia?
2: Uh, No. No, that that would be some other newspaper. I feel so.
1: Just to clarify, we're still going outside of the country being reported on for news about that country.
2: Yeah, we're allowed. You know, newspapers are allowed to do that. They don't just have to report within their own boundaries. They are also international in many cases.
1: I thought that's. But I thought that was the unique service we provided. That this was the only place you could get stories about more than one nation at a time.
2: (laughs) Shit, we just lost Mike.
1: Well, he's had enough. He Can thinks you blame it's bullshit him? He's, he's probably
2: off making snow cones.
1: He's probably thinking of flavors if I know that guy. <laughs> and I will tell you, just since we're, for the listener who wants a treat, uh, condensed milk in vanilla or coconut is delicious. You split the snow cone down the middle. You pour about two tablespoons inside of the snow cone. It is a tasty treat
2: i'll tell you but don't this. let it
1: don't let it curdle because i think canned milk still will curdle if you let it get too hot you have to be careful
2: I t- i'll tell you this i used to go get free snow cones from mike in high school and then sometimes and when i would when i would go to the snow cone stand and mike was there he'd pour it on he'd give me the snow cone and i'd be driving home and in the middle there wouldn't be any flavor and i noticed that when toby Wellborn was there and he made snow cones. He would he would split open the the uh, snow cone and then pour flavor in the middle and then cover it back up. Unlike Mike, are you complaining f- about a free snow cone? <laughs> Maybe
0: you can't complain about a free snow cone. And here's the thing: mm. uh, Mike's back. I, I, uh, and this is some very this is you wouldn't go to. The Jiro dreams of sushi, sushi restaurant, and go like, Well, give me a big old mug full of soy sauce so I can dunk it <laughs> underwater in there. I make snow cones. I make snow cones the way I'm a, I'm a professional. It's not some crass, like, you know, I make my snow clothes. My snow cones are made with love. Maybe other people's are made with fuck. But <laughs> I make love. What? You understand? Oh
1: oh, and it took me a second. Okay.
0: It's passionate, it's tender, it's real. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh there's a hole. Pump, 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 (laughs) squirt. That's not what I do. And you're probably eating, you're eating it too fast because you gotta let it trickle down, and it makes the even it's an even the experience. Down, it's, it's, it's a snow cone. Okay, I'm
1: so sorry that no one gets to see you bounce up and down in your chair as you say, pum, 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 squirt." <laughs> all
2: right, our next story. I, all right, fine. I just. <laughs> Comes to us from the New York Post. (laughs) Australia has been one of the most aggressive countries in combating COVID, and a recent mandate bars the unvaccinated from restaurants and other public indoor areas. An Australian brothel called Fun Palast saw its patrons drop by 50% following this order, but now it has a new plan to draw in patrons by offering them a free... 30 minute fling with a prostitute of their choosing if they get immunized on site
0: a fling
2: wow. that's that's <laughs> how they described it in the uh, the Nipo I
0: don't think you can call that a fling a fling a fling is um that's a a good time with a waitress that works in the beach town you're staying at yeah. for a month it's longer than 30 minutes yeah
2: but it's not a fling. Shorter that's, than a year. Essentially,
0: okay. essentially that that's not a fling. Well, this is not Australian. What, fling. what you're talking about is is somebody that's going in, and going pump, 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 squirt, squirt, squirt. <laughs> and that's not that's not what you know. I don't know. There's at least some.
2: There's at least some tenderness in a fling. You know? <laughs> The brothels manager said the program was very successful in reaching vaccine-resistant men and that its business has skyrocketed. FunPalast also offers vaccinations to women and to boys as young as 14, but without the free sex.
1: Mm. How do they know people just aren't getting multiple vaccines?
2: I mean, wouldn't you?
0: You know what? I don't know. It's Australia. There's probably a whole different set of rules there. Is it a? It's a gal. It's for. Is it for gals or fellas?
2: That, well, they the, the work gal, there. Are there? Are there gals? They work there, gals. Okay. And the only one they showed the picture was they. They showed like a hot nurse, like the sexy nurse.
0: Oh, they always put up a picture. of Somebody who doesn't work there. Yeah. yeah. It's called the old bait and switch. Bait and switch. Yep, Mike. And what what that means is the old master bait and switch.
2: <laughs> Vaccinations <laughs> are offered every Monday. From 4 p.m. to 10 (laughs) p.m., though at the time we are recording this, the offer may have ended. It was originally scheduled to end yesterday on November 30th.
0: So don't buy buy a ticket. Don't buy a ticket, Uh, non-Aussie listeners. If you don't live in Oz, don't buy a ticket Mm -hmm. just yet. Maybe go, maybe get online and see what's going on with the, what is it called, the Slam Shack?
2: It's a fun
0: palast. The fun Slam blast, shack.
2: one step up from the
1: Jack
0: Shack. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a Jack uh. Shack is for jacking. Slam Shack is for slamming. That's what happens when bodies start slapping from doing the wild thing. I didn't get, I didn't get Jack or shit for getting my fucking vaccine.
2: Well, didn't you say the vaccine? They tried to inject you, and the glass exploded. And
0: yeah, there was that, you, and and definitely. Now, listen. When you get the vaccine, does one of the uh, one of the ladies of the night give it, and is she buck naked when she gives it to you?
2: Mm. Oh, and do That's you get it question. dirt while you're having your quote unquote fling? I think I, I, I the feeling I get is probably you still have to wait the two weeks. I suspect.
0: No, I don't want it then. <laughs> I want. What, you get like a voucher.
2: Yeah, I bet you get a voucher. I bet that's I probably. That get, I would. I like Black the idea of
0: getting it right as you climb, Max. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, because they they only do it Mondays from four to ten. So you know, there's like a hundred people there. I don't know how many. You're not getting the the lady of your choice if there's a hundred people getting a vaccine that day.
0: There's been a hundred people a day there.
2: No, I don't. I don't know how many. They said it's been very successful. But I, you know I'm just saying mm. they're only they only offer it six hours a week, so I can't imagine mm. during that six hours is when you also have to uh get your free fling
0: if what happens if you get let's just say okay your 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 bodies are slapping your mm. your body's slapping-'cause
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're doing the wild thing, yes, and they give you the vaccine while that's happening when you finish. Is there a chance that the vaccine just goes right through you and into the end of that condom?
2: Uh, no, there's no chance of that.
0: Oh, you have to wear a condom. <laughs> I may, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't in Australia, hmm. but I think I, you probably do. I, I'm I I'm think pretty you, sure probably. you probably do. Yeah, they're they're a civilized the people. Safe thing to do.
2: All right, our next hmm. story comes to us from the BBC. Bad Boys Club. Bad Boys Club. In June 2020, a train engineer in Japan, which the article described as a train driver, but I checked, and it is a, an engineer, in Japan was scheduled to pilot an empty commuter train.
0: It, confu- it would confuse the British because they would think it's a, a choo-choo, Captain. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're rushing, rushing to figure out a different way to describe it. I see. It's a Chee-Chee-Bang-Bang pilot! (laughs) Chee-Chee-Bang-Bang a train? It's a car. It's a car that can turn into a train, governor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he arrived at... uh, He was was scheduled to uh, pilot an empty commuter train, but arrived at the wrong platform while waiting to take over from the previous driver. By the time he realized his mistake a two-minute delay occurred. A man's employer, J.R. West, initially fined him 85 yen or 75 cents, but later agreed wait, to reduce the fine. Yes.
1: What's the name of his employer?
2: J.R. West.
1: That's the name of hey a... Hey now, hey, uh, here.
0: my trains have to run on time, uh, sir.
1: That's the name of a Japanese
0: train? What? I'm born and raised in Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> In a northern prefecture. <laughs> Been running the rails for quite some time, I say. What do you mean my accent is a strange? I grew up in the Shinto
2: Temple, right down, right past Osaka. The man's employer, J.R. West, initially, initially fined him 85 yen or 75 cents but later agreed to reduce the fine to 56 yen or 49 cents after the driver took the case to the labor standards inspection office. However, the employee refused to pay the fine since the delay caused no disruption to train timetables or passengers because it was empty.
1: A man of principle. Mm -hmm. I I like this guy.
2: Now the man has had enough and it has been reported that he has filed a lawsuit seeking 2.2 million yen or about 1900 400 dollars in damages for mental anguish caused by the 49 cent fine well this it. is unheard of. off <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I won't i won't have this i will see your insides ripped apart by a tentacled monster what well, you are more you are you are a varmint-type critter that are more ugly than some hentai pornography that I watch. <laughs> I would like to see a tentacle go into every one of your orifices, sir. <laughs> your
2: orifier. Japan's rail system is notorious for its punctuality. In 2017, a Japanese rail company issued a public apology after one of its trains left a station... Twenty seconds early. Oh yeah! And if a Japanese train is delayed by more than five minutes, passengers are issued a cer- a certificate they can use as an excuse for being late to work.
0: Wow, that seems like a good deal. That is it not like that a way? Good deal. And I, were I living in Japan, I would figure out a way to fake a bunch of those tickets. <laughs> well, it sounds like it
1: might be national news if a train is ever more than five minutes late.
2: Yeah, it seems like it. You'd have to find a way to make the train late.
0: That is literally something I would do to get out of work. (laughs) Yeah. Not to get out of work, but that was something I would go really far out of my way to figure out how to show up later.
1: Yeah, it seems like Japan is a place where it's hard to get yourself out of everyday timeliness. Like, you don't ever get, like, that little bonus break of, like, ah, I can kind of invent an appointment this morning and maybe be 30 minutes late or something. Yeah. Or, but have you ever you know, seen,
2: like, the train stations, they have those guys in the white gloves who just, like, as soon as the train doors as soon as the train doors open and empty out, their job is just, is literally just to force people into the train. Isn't there a
0: lot
1: of groping on them trains?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people are upset by it, but I, to me, it's like, I just like to be Considered attractive. Oh, you like the group. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not a grope or you're a group. Oh, no, 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 no. So that's got, uh, you know, I don't know that that's everywhere that they're, that's probably just like some central hub in Tokyo that they have to show it's people It's like the, the
2: busy rush there. hour uh, train yeah. ride. But yeah. They-, they grope
0: on all the trains, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They actually hire people to roll, roll up and grope so you get the full experience. <laughs> Real big the tourist attraction why is his name jr west why is his name jr west shouldn't it be jr east i i don't have an answer for that
1: (laughs) (laughs) mike you of all of us you're the only one who's been to japan that's true i think we can pull that curtain back a little bit to our international listeners right And you've been there several times right mike no just the once Uh oh all right well just the once once
0: yeah i was a couple i was was there like two weeks or something
1: Cartoons and, and 60s television and reruns has taught me that every Asian culture is very shame averse and very... There's there's a lot of societal pressure for certain things. Is this a shame thing or is that all overblown on Western media?
0: You know, I I, I was on a punk rock tour and I can't really say like what... how how it like in proper culture i do know that there's this thing where like if you're somebody's boss you're kind of just allowed to literally physically hit them and i know my friend like and there's you can just like look up like boss hits employee japanese and i guarantee you there's gonna be like a bunch of youtube stuff up there now and but like yeah my buddy like he moved back and he got some job and like, he's just like, yeah, it's fucked up. The guy's hitting me and like punching me and like, you know, beat me up all the time because he's like, you know, five minutes late. I don't know, five minutes late, but like minor, minor infractions that would just get him like mm. slapped or hit. And even on this, like, so the guy that like took us on the tour, the the road manager, you could tell like... Um, Did you hit him? No, not at all. but But he was very... He didn't hit, but he was. You could see him being abusive to the kid that like drove around, you know? And they like kind of lived in fear of this guy and he kind of like ruled over them pretty hard. But it, I don't think like the kid like didn't, didn't take it bad. It seemed like it was kind of like a just kind of, I mean, as I understand it, it's just kind of a cultural norm and you just don't right. take it bad if somebody, cause you know, if a boss would yell at me or fucking take a swing at me, like, that's it, you know. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not working there anymore. Plus, uh, you know, I'm not, not to like sound like a, a tough guy, but like on some level, like I, I don't know what's gonna happen if you fucking swing at me or whatever. Like that's pretty fucking crazy. It seems like there would be a reaction in that moment, but right. like it's just kind of normal over there. And, and, and the do, and that, that is even not like normal jet, like to, to decide that you're a tour manager that drives around punk bands or like drives and tour manages punk bands is like the most outside. That's not, a, that is not a normal thing in Japanese culture. Like it's, it's far more common for people to find a job that's really off the beat and path in America. And still, it's not that common, but like, especially to be this, you know, mid 50 year old guy. So this is a guy who's rejecting a lot of the social norms of Japan, but that, that idea right. of like, I boss you the fuck around still trickles down. It's still, like, it's still there. So it's was just really weird. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, there's, there's some cultural like that story of like the guy getting fined and the guy like fighting it and all that. It it doesn't surprise me at all. Every boss is a drunk stepdad.
2: <laughs> yep. So very quickly to answer your question and then we'll, we'll wrap up here. Uh, the, so there's a company called Japanese Railway, Japanese Railways Group, and they own three uh, railroads, JR East JR West and JR Central, and the JR uh, is just Japanese railways. Uh, so, okay, glad I could solve that. I
0: like it better when it's a, uh, it is a like a portly Japanese guy in, in boss hog type J R U in clothing who, born and raised in Japan, but for some reason speaks like perfect southern dialect english <laughs> drinking a drinking
1: a mint julep
0: out of a sake glass yeah
2: <laughs> so i think that wraps up another week of the international news service mm. find us across social media at international news pod email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com tell a friend about us tell an enemy about us and tell your parole officer about us check out our merch store at redbubble and our patreon we'll see you next week we got a link tree now
0: Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.